but nature strip. He's a force of nature today. That's his fourth grip length in front. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying. Yes, there's history. But this is a blitz. It's a weak blitz. Two in a row. And she joins the all-time greats of the turf. Winks as well. Good evening, Mugs. I'm here with the big dog. We've coming back, mate, from a huge weekend, the last weekend at the farm. Back at Doombin, mate. Group 1 fever back in the air. How good? Yeah, mate. Back for a big weekend. The great the great mayors um, honouring honoring the great man, Maccabi Diva, back this weekend. So it should be good. A few of the... Um, the big news, I think, in in terms of the Group One stuff over the week was the um, the the regal powers on the um, on the flight home after suffering an injury, I believe, yeah, which some... affected one of your um one of your futures bets, unfortunately, and I think probably half a nation because I think when they saw Bob Peters load up the plane and put them all on, people were pretty keen to um to truckload into them in the early markets. So a bit of a shame there. That's it, mate. But look, it's my, it's the least I can do for the world right now. It's just send a nice little donation to the tab on a nice little few <laughs> overs that I had for Regal Power for the Cox Plate. But that's okay. Because uh, it's yeah. Alligator Blood Week, mate. And oh, 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 the big boy is back. Um, I guess there's a, of, uh, there's a little bit of stigma in the air from the Mexicans down south about the blood. But the only thing you can do this weekend, mate, is just come out and show us why he's a champ. Yeah, what's he got? He was pretty. He was pretty well priced too this weekend. I saw it was already like a dollar eighty-five. It was almost like a. He's still a dollar eighty in, in markets, and that's with um with your mate um. What are the, what? Uh, yeah, Zoo Styles coming. Yeah, Zoo Um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean that's probably that's it. That's probably value to be honest. Some of the prices he's come up in other way better fields. Like I mean, yeah, there's a few handy horses in that race, but really, yeah, interesting. See what happens there. And then big, we get to see the I mean, the big fella Rothfire down south taking on Farnan and the um. That's probably the race of the weekend for me. Pretty excited. That's what I'm most excited about. More excited about that than the Maccabi Diva, even to be honest with you. Mate, hundred percent. It just looks like a well. I think even you know. We had the good news this week that Rothfire is secured for the Everest as well. Um, yep. And just looking at that field, there, there probably might be two or three other horses out of that field that might get the call up. They just, they're all superstars. You know, forget that they're only, what, three-year-olds. Yeah, that's this, yeah, this that's the best run to the rows I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, for sure, mate. And you look at the group one on the same day and yeah, you spot on. That's, that's exactly what I'll be, uh, I'll be doing. I'll be prepping for the run of the rose and the Maccabi diva. If I'm free, I might tune in because we, yeah. <laughs> we hate Victoria, but uh, <laughs> the blood, the blood's back to the track. I guess, I guess the query is, you know, always with these horses that have, you know, bigger aspirations for this prep. Um, I know big boy, Davy Van Dyke, he's been, Pretty uh, pretty open with what the plan is, and it's to get him to Sydney, get to the Golden Eagles. So you just sort of wonder if he's vulnerable. I guess like Nature Strip last week, first up is probably <laughs> the chance, mate. And yeah, we haven't even gotten to that yet. But first up for the blood. But again, this is a bit of a different field to to what the greatness of Nature Strip had to handle on <laughs> Saturday, mate. I don't think the run was as bad as you know. The, the second placing result. I think it's just when the odds he's a dollar thirty five and he gets beaten, well, it's gonna be a bloody yeah. uproar, isn't there? So 
What'd you make of it? It went ex- it went ex- it went exactly it, it went exactly as um it went it went exactly as we expected really didn't it like it was one of those ones where it was um you, yeah I think we said on the pod last week ball the muscle eyeballs in the whole way good yep. luck to him because he's just built like a ton of he's got a head like a bag of bricks old ball the muscle and he just won't give an inch and then Gitra looked oh. beaten at the four hundred and then. I don't know. I don't know what they feed them in South Australia, <laughs> but it went to like its Ford food res- Ford food reserve and just exploded the final two hundred. It was unreal. It dead set looked gone. And I think in the call, if you rewatch it, he's like, "Oh, Gitra, he's battling at the four hundred. And you were like, "Oh well, Nature Strip doesn't look good, but it'll hang on here." And yeah. then suddenly, not see you later. And what was it? Dirty work on the inside was a pretty bold run as well. I thought yeah, that was what that was huge. That was absolutely yeah. huge, but. Oh mate, you you spot on. Like even Gitra was was pulling away from Nature Strip there on the line too. So they've obviously got him absolutely primed ready for a for a big one. So from one of uh from what I've heard, I think the plan is next next start for Gitra will be in the Everest. So I'd imagine that's okay. will Nature Strip one more run. Um, but yeah, we've yeah. got the on the block, mate. Rothfire is well and truly in. So I guess all he's got to do now is you know. Put a uh, put a good couple of wins together, and he's right up there as well. And by all reports, I think from the Rothfire camp, I think what they were saying was, I think um, there's a, there was a bit of a panel for the My Runners, who was the group that's bought the spot. And I think the reason they went early was because they heard a few other murmurs that other other groups were pretty keen on Rothfire. I think they fancy his chances and they got a few recommendations to not stuff about because um, I tell you what, if he does win on Saturday, wow. mate, <laughs> if he didn't have a spot already, he was going to be pretty locked in that. Well, and that's that's sort of what I had a bit of a look at today because uh, don't worry, Muggs, we'll get into the, the classic Doombin card soon. But I think there's three confirmed so far slots. Um, yeah. Sorry, four with Classic Legend. But oh, with, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's in. So you've got Trekking is probably the, uh, the Godolphin seed. Um, and then there's six spots that really there's not a lot of quality about at the moment, really on a sprint basis, is there? So when you see it, uh, you know, like Farnan's probably the other one that's that's going to resume this weekend the same race. But when you see a horse that just has this much boom and hype up and coming, you're stupid not just to yeah. lock it in and see what happens. Yeah, well, because you've got, I mean, you would have probably, I wouldn't have been surprised. I know that. Potentially pet distance wasn't a go, but I would have thought Loving Gabby might have maybe nabbed a spot just because she can be pretty sharp when it got in pretty fair at the weights as well. So there's a few like that where you do get that sort of a bonus. But I don't, yeah, there's there's a couple of those. I wouldn't, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if you get sort of even a couple of horses like, you know, Peltzer and then Anders might even nab a spot yeah. after its run if it runs well again on the weekend. Like a couple of those sort of, because after yes, 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 one, the hype's around three-year-olds and the weight they get. Well, that's, the, that's, the, that's the tick, right? Yeah, especially if they're, well, if they've still got a uh, big set of grapefruits between the legs, mate. Yeah, yeah, then, then they're pretty keen. <laughs> That's it. Just the the status of the race. I know that they those bloody Victorians again, mate. We keep talking about them. Oh no, Group One. But trust me, if I was buying a horse, I'd want to buy from a horse that's won the Everest, not a uh, yeah. ordinary three-year-old sprint that no one bloody watches that they think was good. A hundred. Yeah, years. that's right. What's um? What's one down there as well? Tofane is that that one that I think it comes back on the weekend as well down south, and it's been pretty handy for the Moroni stable. I think I wouldn't be surprised. Because it nearly it nearly knocked him off in the big sprint 
No, Didn't it over the winter? Yeah, I think it was second in the TJ and uh, it won the right. sprint. But I mean, but yeah, that's right. that's sort of what I was I was getting at too. You know, when you think top line Aussie sprinters right now, Zafane is probably not even in that conversation. Um, but again, it might just come down to well, what horses are left for these slots? Yeah. So. Yeah, mate, this is a, it's a good time of year because we've got the Everest will take shape. Melbourne Cup, Cox Plate Noms are sort of out and weights released. So, oh, yep. it's going to be a big couple of weeks, mate. But uh, time to rip in, mate. Time to rip in. So, get into it. We're at Doomin this week, mate. Back to good old Doomin because uh, I've had a bit of a horror couple of weeks at Eagle Farm. So, you not so much. <laughs> I'll, I'll pump your tyres, mate. And uh, we got the. I think I've nabbed a few. I'm no expert. <laughs> If you don't, that's a good day out. In far as uh, as far as that's what we're good at. But uh, yeah. four and a half, mate. We start the day with a good old BM seventy. Thanks to the South Sports Club. So shout out to the uh, the members there. Uh, there's a bit of rain around today and tomorrow. So look, I don't know. Maybe a good four, soft five at the very worst, mate. But um, yeah, it said said soft five yesterday, I think, and now it says good four. So who knows what this weather does to the track? Whether it, you know, yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, either way, we've got a bit of a uh, a boom coming from southeast Queensland, the Ipswich Toowoomba way there on Trengganu uh, for the Sears Drink Lots of Beers Yard. Um, so Trengu, there, three dollar favourite, more Doyle, mate. Super rare uh, returns first up there at seven for the Kendrick stable ahead of his time there for the Sweetie yard. Uh, and a few that are sort of around the market, you know, from that 10 to thirties, it's a bit of a bit of a tricky start to the day, mate, from what I could see on paper. How are you looking at this one? Yeah, I found this race pretty hard. Um, I think the former and Mort Doyle's pretty solid. Um, <laughs> No, no comment on the on the favourite, and um, well, we know that they tend to do a good job with bringing their um, their horses to the fore. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I'm a bit concerned here, but I have gone um I have gone with Super Rare. I just thought um comes here off two pretty sharp trials, it should be fairly fit. Um, last prep ran the JJ Atkins. I mean, it was I think it was ten lengths ninth or something like that, but got into that race off a. A pretty sharp second to Wisdom Ward, Wisdom of Water in the Group Two leader, and um, that horse is obviously now down with the Mick Kent and um, uh, Mick Price and Mick Kent Junior stable. I noticed over the over the week, it's due to run on the weekend. I think for them down in um down in, yeah down in locked up Victoria. So I just thought the only the only problem here is Stewie Kendrick no jock nom. So I don't know whether that's a potential scratching inbound. So watch this space. But I've gone with Super Rare. I thought it was the value at seven dollars in in what's a pretty open race, to be honest. Yeah, mate. Look, I'm I'm with you a hundred percent there. I I don't know what the uh, well another classic what the bookies were thinking here, but it's uh it's gone up. You know, even higher. I think it opened about nine bucks, super rare. And just the form last prep that it boasts of, I, I couldn't see how you could not make this fella on top. Yeah. So I guess you're right. There's no jockey name. So I had a quick look through the noms. I can't see anything anywhere else. So they may just be saving this fella for another day. But look, if he goes there, yeah, clear on top for me, mate. You know, just that, uh, 
just the form lines that he's gone through. Obviously, you know, probably didn't fire a shot there in the JJ, but as we sort of touched on, when you've got the winner of that race heading to the Everest, um, obviously anything yeah. sort of goes exactly. through the race, you've got to respect. So super rare on top. I uh, The favourite, I guess, when they do bring him to town, the old Sears yard, uh, you do got to take note. So we'll sort of see how the market shapes if super rare. ready to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Take take notice there, mugs, and uh, make sure you have your beer money ready to go, mates. We're going to jump yeah. <laughs> on to race number two, and we've got a uh, a good little horse that should absolutely lead for fun in this field. Who's putting together a handy little record for the mugs? Goes by the name of Amici, but there is a nice little Chico Malagro there on the second line of betting that uh, actually is the first ride back in town for our boy Big Bailey Noteth, who's back on Saturday for the Golan Yard. <laughs> Good on you, Bailey. We hope you do well, but not in this race because, mate, I'm seeing it as simple as put in, take out for Amici. Can I get a hell yeah or you going against me? No, you can go to hell yeah, mate. It's um, this is easy money, I think. Yeah, I think um, I think yesterday when we saw um, I think the key here is Maloney and just um, that ride yesterday on Pizzoni, which we tipped, which yeah. got the chocolates. That's not a, that's technically not an on pacer, but the, the cleverness of the ride in a small field won in that race. And I think here with no speed on, like you said, it should just it didn't even lead last start and came round them and, and won. I think it was one one back. But um, it should lead these for fun, like you said. And rail only at four and a half. I just think, yeah, it'll be in the hot lane and could just canter away from them late. Yeah, mate, 100%. And I think we touched on that Maloney uh, Van Dyke strike rate the last couple yeah, of weeks. What is it, 50% did you say last week? It's yeah. something ridiculous. Like, it's absurd. So, you know what? They're, when they're flying, mate, how can you ignore it? You know, how can yeah. you ignore it? So we've got, uh, well, fill up there in race two, mate. Gets gets even better for us there in race number three. BM80, the 1,200 metres, mate, with the old Gallopers BM80 handicap. So handicap conditions, which makes this pretty easy. We've got fisty cuffs for that man again, Ryan Maloney. $2. Yeah. Good here, mate. Parco for big old Wigo, mate, who absolutely stole the race last week on this fella. So... Winning form's good form, and uh, we heard a bit of insight from the the wizard of North Queensland and Brisbane himself throughout the week. That was a good bit of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was great, Banter, mate. Lovely interview from yourself there, mate, just chiming in there. And he, I mean, he provided some pretty good insight just in terms of what the jockeys do, how to ride, careers, the whole sort of thing. It was a bit of a – it was an all-round good performance from the pair of you, actually, <laughs> which yeah, is good. Mate, two idiots talking shit. It uh, goes down pretty well on the old – airwaves so no we go I know That's right. so thanks again brother but mate as much as we loved you and we loved having you on uh the interview podcast i just can't back in on parko mate and i don't know how are you seeing this one in race three yeah i'm i'm sticking with fisticuffs again i know last start it sort of came around him and then i thought it was going to kind of kick past them and win i think that was the day we were even at the track and it was yeah. in the First, I believe. But um, Parko should, yeah, Parko should probably lead again. I just thought Fisticuffs, it, it runs no good 
first up. Second up's the key, and that's and the the extra distance will help. I just think it finished off well enough. And if you watch the end of the race, normally if you watch past the final sort of hundred, if they're climbing over the top of the leaders, they tend to have a bit more to give. And it ran straight past the two that beat it in that particular race in the final sort of fifty hundred past the post. So I just thought, yeah, there's no point jumping off here. I'm going to stick with it, and and it should salute here for the mugs. I'm pretty sure. Mate, well, uh, I'm going to be watching pretty intently with you, but I've gone Matia here in this race. Right. Um, so third line of betting there, Mug, $6 for Matia. Uh, comes through that same race as Fisty Cuffs there a couple of weeks back at Doombin, and it's just one of those horses that does its best work late. So from uh, well, from what I'm seeing, a little bit different for this week, and we go, if you're listening, this could be uh, how to map this race out, but... Just think there's going to be a bit of pressure there up front with uh, the Sears runner. I mean, they uh, piracy, that is, they they really don't know no other way either um, from the Sears yard. They sort of push forward and try and lead at all costs. So I guess that brings you and uh, you and me into the battle there, mate. So hopefully that, yeah, that doom them straight to play yeah. for us, but we'll probably know that by race three if we're in the money or not. Yeah, I think that was why I stiff away from Parker just because I thought there was yeah, Pharisee would take it on and I was just a bit like, it just yeah, the way that race panned out was just perfect for we go last time it was a robbery, it was a daylight robbery Mate, I'll tell you what, it's just that that horses go as well, I've had a few uh, few collects over the years on Parco, just purely, we missed it last week, but purely looking for that same sort of shape where the horse can just sort of bolt along and you know, if you don't give it respect well, you get your pants pulled down and glad that our, our man was the one doing it, not getting it done too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mate, we'll kick on to race four because we, we are having some good chat here. And uh, <laughs> what do you know? That segues us into that combination. <laughs> uh, good chat. Sars a favourite here. Hasn't really done much wrong, but hasn't really done much at the same time. I mean, it won at $1.40 last start there, mate. So you can't ignore it, but don't get sucked in too much for it. Taiku Nevi there, last start winner there as well for the lip yard. Safe work. I think you've been on this guy a couple of times and uh, hasn't done too much to please you, I can tell, mate. The actuary. So, a bit of a horse that we uh, had a bit of success on last prep. First up, fourth line of betting there, mate. Clairview Star. Look, this seems to be a pretty handy three-year-old race there, mate, over the 13. Yeah. A couple that are race fit, a couple first up. What's your lean in race four for the mugs? Yeah, look, I'm sticking with the actuary here. I just think um, first time back, um, first time I'm back on the Bailey train in terms of tips as well. And I think it's $6.50. It's probably the value in this field. Clairview Star I've been a fan of and I'll be a bit, you know, probably shitty if it does knock me off here. But I just, it's just, it's not winning. That is the problem. I'm on every time and it's, Another one of those swallows, swallows the line up every week or, or shoots through a gap and runs a gallant fifth or something. But, um, it, you know, the actuary here, one for one track and distance. It does handle a soft if the rain comes and if it does turn into heavy and we get some, you know, crazy tropical disaster up here in QLD, then that's going to benefit too because the wetter, the better for the actuary. Um, I'm a bit worried about Good Chat because I thought it was pretty good first up at the coast and you're, you're getting $4.40 and the 50% win combo too. So it's just, I wouldn't talk you out of it if you were keen on that at all, but I just think the actuary here is sticking with and I think it can get the job done here, $6.50. But it's super open. 
stupid. No, you're right, mate. And this is this is one of the hardest uh, races on the on the card that I could find. But I'm looking forward to it because you're right. There's a, a good couple of horses that I think will be following a little bit more out of this meeting. But I've come up with the actuary on top there as well for the original dream team, the uh, Pay No Dearth and Big Tony Golan on top. Um, mate, it's just it's just got the runs on the board. You know, last. Yeah. Last prep broke its maiden over the 13.50 and I think we might have had it that day too as, as one of those ones that was just hitting the line there its first couple. So, you know, Tony's, you know, he's a he's a smart cookie. I'll give him that much, mate. But I think he's, he's probably setting this horse up in a race that it can be super competitive first up and it's not just a, uh, you know, blow the cobwebs out and look for something down the prep. So I think, uh, I think you're right in saying that first up, Loves the trip, loves the track. Um, there's going to be a bit of pace on the outside of the actuary there out of the gate too. So it should just get a, a beautiful spot to be able to, you know, unleash that bit of a turn of foot that we got sucked into last prep a couple of times. And whoo, it paid <laughs> dividends, mate. Dividends, that's right. Dividends. Dividends. So there we go, mate. That's a good one for the uh, the Mugsdown Race 4. And we need a big weekend, mate, because that's what we're all about, coming into the good time of yeah. year. That's right. Load up the accounts for the spring. <laughs> yes. And, well, mate, I'm, uh, I'm not relying on this race to pretty much fund my bankroll for spring because <laughs> when I said there was a couple of really tough races, the last one was one of them. This is certainly the other. Snow Zone, <laughs> look, doesn't run a bad race, mate. You, you know, uh, it's just a, hard, a heartbreaker that you just can't on, have on top. Um, Ziemba pulled our pants down uh, last start there, mate, to get the chocolates, and we didn't have a bar of it. And then you got all important. You got the big guns here, mate. The Leezers, the Heathcoats, the Golans, even uh, Big Dundog has got uh, got impasse coming up there, second up with their, the god of Queensland, Robbie Frad. If we goes the king, Robbie is the god, hey? Did, <laughs> does he suck you in here, Robbie, impasse? I think you might have uh, backed in past last start as well, mate. Yeah, being a bit of an in past fan, I've actually um I've gone for the uh, I've gone for the rank outsider of the field here in this race. I just thought um I thought there was a bit of value around Plitvice or Plitvis, however you wish to say it. And um I just thought in a super open race, it came through the race last start, first up, mate, it it's had five starts for one second first up. It dead set just does not go on any ground at any time first up, period. Like, that's just... It's just a no-play first up horse. And it beat, I'm pretty sure, voila, which is $8.50 in what is a pretty open market and gets in better at the weights against a horse like voila, comes up three times the price. Um, Snow Zone, like you mentioned, deserved favourite, but once again, it's just a non-winner. And in this wide-open affair, it draws the three, should be able to tuck in behind the speed, and it just improves. It'll jump out of the ground second up, but twenty. I'm getting $27 to find out. Dale Smith, it comes from the Heathcote Yard, well-respected and all that sort of stuff around Queensland, and now down south, they might have to turn their hat to him as well if Rothfire gets the job done on Saturday, but I just thought the value here was ridiculous. $27. Yes, Mate, please. It is. It's a quality horse too. And I remember it's, you know. It just doesn't run that bad. Like no, That's right. And when it, it's one of those horses that does hold its form pretty well. I mean, I think we had a, we had some good fun with Pleat Vise uh, last prep or a couple before where it just strings them together and it's reliable, mate. So lucky we record these uh, 
these podcasts, mate, because that's material for the next four years. If Plit VC salutes at 27 <laughs> for the mugs. <laughs> mate, well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to quinella your selection because I'll, I'll never hear about it if I don't have a little bit of something, something on it in the wins. But I'm sick with winning form as well with Lovestruck on top here yeah, for Big Mickey. Hell yeah. Uh, for the Morrissey yeah. camp. Um, and oh, well, that's the most. Yeah, mate, just uh, didn't have it last start. I think uh, last start, we were all over Persuader. We thought was, I think that was Moz's must-have of the day. And this thing just come out and made him look silly, you know. It, uh, and that goes, goes back to that sort of skate to Paris form. So I just think that uh, this boy's flying. Simple as that. I'm going to jump on now because I've uh, missed out the last two starts and it's cost me dearly. But, <laughs> again, barrier six, mate. It looks to be a, a bit of solid tempo up front there. So, I think every horse in this race, yours included, is going to, you know, have a, a legitimate crack at that last 50 metres. So, you know, in what's a pretty hard race should also be a pretty good race from a punting point of view to get a bit of value out there for the mugs, mate. Yeah, there's a fair bit of form and stuff getting around in all of these races. I think it'll point to, yeah, there'll be some pretty interesting lines we pick up over the next few weeks with some of these coming back. Mate, 100%. And uh, before we get stuck into the quaddy, mate, the mugs love this segment each and every week. And it's funny, <laughs> that, you were, uh, it's funny that you talk about form lines. And I'm just going to have a wild guess at Beans in the Sea this week because we had a bit of a look through Wednesday's card and... Uh, and Wednesday's card was a really good, solid card of racing. It was actually, we thought, better quality racing than what was before it Saturday at Eagle Farm. And there's a horse that was in on Wednesday that, uh, look, form lines don't lie until you stumble across this horse because I've, once again, I got sucked in. And even if it's not your horse to throw in the sea this, sea this week, mate, I'm happy just to give you again the mic for a minute and just give me a spray that I probably need just to get me out of <laughs> camp because I'm sick to death of that horse as well. Mate, we, th- mate, we threw it in the sea. It was dead set gone. It was in the sea. And then on Wednesday, I, <laughs> Wednesday, I get up, the, um, I get up the, old, the old eye gram and I'm flicking through the stories and it pops up and hang on a second – Big Mozzer over here, he's, he's, he's launched in a slow hands again. Mate, mate. I thought you had, <laughs> had one more chance. Mate, I was wrong. Mate it, mate, it is absolutely in the sea, slow hands. It's dead. What it was at a four-horse race, and it still got beat. And it was just, it had every possible chance. Like, I think it was a soft five, the conditions suit. You could sit right on pace behind them. It, 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 it dead set. It gets to the line, and it's, it's one of those horses that just jumps shadows or something. You just get scared. I don't, and you cannot, that horse cannot win. It's gone awful. It was like, a, horrendous. It was, it was a silver plate. It's turned into the Tom Melbourne of Queensland. <laughs> Mate, it's, un, it's dead set unbelievable. Yeah, but Tom Melvin was was placing in Group Ones, mate. Slow hands is racing four league <laughs> capabilities, and not even giving in, in, just in benchmark eighties. I couldn't believe you put it up again. To be honest, oh, mate. Oh. If I ever see the slow hands again, I'll that that'll be it for me. So yeah, this this week, it's almost we're almost prepared to throw throw Mozart in the sea after the absurd suggestion of putting putting it up again as a tip. To be honest, mate, anyway, the mugs have pushed me off the plank, and I've uh, I've just clawed one fingernail hanging myself up there for one last chance this weekend. So, 
yeah, I need it. I don't, I, what, 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 do they, what does Kelly do with it, though? Like, what does he do from here with it? Because it's like, where do you go with that? Like, you go to the city and you turn the boat. But around. do you take it out to do you take it out to the switch and you know some of those real sort of outback meets or like if, you, if it was your horse, what's the plan with it now? Like, because to be honest, it seems like one of those horses that they just haven't figured out its best distance yet. Um, and it might be just a case of the races not being available to really try that out. Because I think even on Wednesday, yeah. the thing carried 62 kilos, you know, which means it's, what, three or four points above the benchmark of whatever race it was. The apprentice has to go on. Otherwise, you just run around pissing people off, which you, it ends up doing anyway. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a matter of one of those horses that's just rated awkwardly, can't find yeah, a real horse. hard to place. Yeah, you can't not run it. But, God, you're right. You can't give it a chance every start either, though, can you, mate? It's a fickle game. No, from a, pun, from a pers- punting perspective, it's just, pff, mate, no. It's, it's, it's more than a shake of the head. <laughs> yeah. All right. We need to get away from that segment. So, Muggs. Yeah, let's move on. You heard it. We're all in agreement here, okay? I've, I've been converted. No more slow hands. Just fast feet, mate. Race yes. Mate, it doom in here. Um, now. We've got a BM78 again over the mile. So we're getting a real high quality racing card here at Doomba, mate. But if you just look at barriers one, two, four, there is four just absolute jets coming out of those barriers. And I think that's, that's just an absolute speed battle between Canapes, Top Me Up, Seeing Is Believing, Factory Warrior, and Mugs there, what, four out of the top five or six in the market there. So tempo is big here. Yeah, it's it's real big here, and it's going to set up perfectly for the one I'm going to be all over, and that is Flying Machine. And I can tell you right now, that same day we were at the track, Mr. Mugbean over here, the flog that I am, I actually had Flying Machine Black booked off its run before that, didn't tip it that week in the podcast, went for Steele's time, and, of course, Flying Machine absolutely donkey-licked that field and galloped away from them. It is super fit here. Um, it should just be winning again from from the nine. I think it'll it'll run right through this um, this field that'll open up in the final 300 because they'll be going helter-skelter the hot way. Mate, 110% with you on the machine here. And uh, funny you mentioned that last start because... When you were absolutely filthy yourself, not back and flying machine, I was absolutely up and about seeing the big white fella, Barra Shield, come down the outside. And then this horse has come from absolutely nowhere to absolutely stink the field up. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, because it, it absolutely, it, exactly, it's a flying machine. It come from nowhere to, to win by, you know, nearly a length in the end on the line there. Yeah, you know, it was. Yeah, it was unbelievable. No, so because because it, it it ran a pretty bold second to um, run for glory to start before that. I must have black booked it. Then when I've done my tips, I haven't checked it or anything like that. Nothing's come up, and then bang comes out on Saturday and absolutely belts them. <laughs> and then I look at it look at it for this week, and I'm like, oh jeepers! I'm like, oh, I bloody missed the thing. Anyway, so I'm not going to miss out this time. Five fifty is still a price too. Yeah, mate, I'm, uh, I'm with you there on Flying Machine. And as you said, just that speed battle on the inside, it's just going to map perfectly for our, our boy to get home. And, uh, mate, we're taking it into a bit of quality now with the listed Brisbane handicap. Again, over the mile there, 
a little bit further because the uh, the track rail is out. But Tory Joy for the CJ Wally Yard, mate, three dollars eighty. And then we've got a couple of our favourites line up. We've got Super Giant second there line of betting made of four. Skate to Paris, who uh, again just seems to be running in the form of his life, uh, her life yeah. there. Getting pipped last week by the Candyman. What an absolute horse. And then when we speak of great horses, mate, lining up at $7, the one, the only, the rejuvenated, Chaonic. Oh, mate, the superstar returns. <laughs> Actually, before, before I let you ramble on about Chaonic, what we should do this, this week, uh, actually, we will. So, Muggs, this week... There's two runners going around that are absolutely favourites of two monks punting. We've got Chaonic here, race seven there at Doombin. And in, I think it's the Scirocco stakes there at uh, Randwick or Rose Hill, wherever they are in Sydney. You've got subpoenaed running around, mate. Another one of our oh, favourites. So maybe we, a little... We uh, should throw up Mug Multi on those two. <laughs> a, a $10 Mug Multi on those two and uh, we'll give some to charity, hey? Well... The charity is being you and me because we're absolutely hopeless. But, yeah, that could yeah. Be, uh, we do because I don't know how we did it, mate. But Chaonic, a last start winner, does he factor into mate. your numbers this week? Mate, he, he, he definitely doesn't. I um, this, this race for me I thought was the hardest of the day, to be quite honest with you. Just in terms of I thought um, quality was there. Um, and I, I'm sticking again with Supergiant. Because he was just too bad to be true last race. Like, that was just... He didn't lead to begin with. That was a mistake. And I just... I'm hope I'm hoping he's come back as well as he was last prep. But he was just awful in that first up race. It was just it was just too bad to be true. So he yeah. steps out here to the 16.30. Still not the pet distance. But we're at Doombin. I want to be on something that's potentially going to be leading. That should be him. Um, draws the four... Um, Matthew McGilvery, the cheeky bastard, as we go, let us know. He's on here. I think um, I think if he's right and he does lead, I think it should make him pretty hard to beat here and only carries 54 kilos, which I think is what he carried last start. But uh, the, the race wasn't run to suit and there was just all sorts of wrong going on there. So I'm I'm sticking again here. I think I do think he's fairly classy and I'm, I'm with him. Mate, I'm, I'm sticking with uh, my favourite girl at the moment because she has just been an absolute fill-up for me most weeks. I just can't get off Skate to Paris. Um, now, I was a little bit hesitant just drawing the 11 barrier there, uh, but there seems to be a fair bit of speed going on in this race as well. So I'm, I'm thinking that uh, no matter sort of how she jumps, she's going to be able to get in pretty comfortable Um I think I was on Tory Joy last start at the uh, Hawkesbury race that they had there. And it was a bit like super giant. It just didn't get to the front, had to do it awkwardly. Um, and yeah. you just knew your, your money was in question there. So I think that those two will have that bit of a battle up front and it's going to undo one of the and other. And Sad, Sadcat as well should lead, yeah. I think, too, which will be putting pressure on. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So they seem to be the speed. It just, yeah, you're right, mate. It's If super giant gets there has his way in front, you know, he just looks like the quality that can just say, see you later, this field. Tory Joy is probably in the same boat, but if they outdo themselves, hopefully we're skating to Paris again with the Moz, Mug Moz. He's getting there. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, 
Mate, I'll tell you what, if you're a mug out there that is not licking your lips coming into race eight, there is something wrong with you. Whether you've got resume or no resume up your bum, in your mouth, wherever it goes, it doesn't matter because the champ is back. The blood, he's carrying the weight of Brisbane with 61 kilos, the weight of 50,000 sports bet multis going into this fella. But we're getting $1.85. I still think that's a little bit overs. I understand we've got some quality in the race with the Odyssey, Just Storm, Mr. Marbalu. Is that stealing? Yeah, I think I think it's a, I think it's an absurd price to be honest, mate. What I what I will say is that I do have a bit of a, a bit of a favourite in this race in Invincible Al, and with all that pace drawn the inside, I w- they'll, I'll be having a cheeky ten dollars <laughs> just to, just in case something completely absurd happens. But mate, a dollar eighty five for for um, alligator bloods just yeah, it's it's massive overs in this field. It yeah. started it started shorter in the um, Magic Millions, did it not? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No. I mean, and take away the Odyssey. Um, if you have, you know, any one of those horses that sort of ran top three in that Magic Millions, they'd be starting just as short here. So, yeah, I, I just, as we sort of touched on at the start, I think it's just maybe that first up uncertainty that the punters haven't launched in. But, you know, yeah. if this thing gets to two bucks, I'll be jumping on whether it goes out further or not. So, yeah, I, I just. Think- I mean, it's it's carrying sixty one, but you know, it's against a field over eleven hundred and ten. So you know, I mean, the sixty one kilos, I could carry that over eleven hundred and ten probably on a good day. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> well, Davey, if you give me uh, I mean, you give me what till Saturday? Maybe. Maybe 3 p.m. and I can hopefully drop 30 kilos by then. I might be able to to kick Maloney off and have a ride myself. So we'll see how we go. <laughs> but I think you know it's going to be tuned up. He's got the the main target is the Golden Eagle. You know, 1500 meters. So that's obviously the pet distance. But he's still going to tackle you know Group Twos, maybe a Group One assignment before he gets Leader. there. So he's got to be he's got to be wound up, ready to run well. You know, and I'm talking run well, get pipped in the line or bad luck beats him. It's not as if he's going to be last and just shows us nothing coming through the line. So big he's on the blind, No, he's definitely not. Don't mention that in the same sentence as alligator blood, please. <laughs> All right. We'll move on before we get too hostile here, mate. And uh, hey, just uh, pretty much guess what this last race is. You guess it. The Chris Waller handicap over 2000 oh. meters. At uh, at good old Doobin. So, I don't know, mate. I'm just not even going to name these horses out. Which Chris Waller horse wins this week? Oh, I hate this shit, honestly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really starting to tilt me, to be honest. Like, we've almost made our own carnival up for him every week at Doobin and Eagle Farm. Yeah. It's just, it's becoming insane. Um, you know, I've, actually, I've, actually, I've actually gone with Chris Lees here in Oliferous. So I just thought... I thought it was pretty hard to split um, it and Alwood, who were both super last start. But the form other, um, the former Oliferous was. Did you see that run? It was flying yeah. through the line. It was unbelievable to my, my foot. My I mean, heart breaks because it is just that horse, though, too, isn't it? It's just that horse. Yeah, I, I know, but I just I want to stick one to the <laughs> to the Waller Army. And <laughs> I think um I think with Mally and Leeds here I can um I can give a big finger to Chris Waller and um and I can get one over him here in the last at um at fabulous Doom but Oliferous will shoot through a gap and it'll nab the win for 
mug being in the final bound over hopefully Humboldt Current. <laughs> hey, well, um, it's good to, to uh, look, I'll give it to us. We're looking through the, the, the good form line here in Queensland and that's a chaotic form line because yeah, yeah. Going, I'm going for the same race here, but I've got Elwood on top this week in the Chris Waller stakes. Um, yeah, same, same, I guess I'm seeing it how you did there with Oliferous just, was absolutely, if not unlucky, just hitting the line super well. I just think it might be his turn to win. So that's pretty much all I'm doing, mate. You know what we might do next week? We might uh, we might record the mugs on the pot again, get a little bit of a Price is Right wheel with the Chris Waller runners, <laughs> spin, it, spin it live for the mugs to watch and go, this is our Chris Waller pick for this week. So that's just as solid as doing the form, right? <laughs> oh god, it's just unbelievable. As soon as I saw it, I was going through. I saw it at the end, and I was like, "Oh god, not again!" <laughs> They've done it to us again. The worst thing is, I have same thing. Have the black book up and running, and I probably need to update it uh, this week because for some reason, Satono Raisin is still up in there in my black book. So when I get notified, it was a pretty good going around. It was a pretty good run last start. Yeah, that's that's exactly why I black booked it. Pretty good run last start. Pretty good run last start. Mate, enough <laughs> about the Wally Yard because he'll probably win this uh, Group One down there in Melbourne. But he's got uh, he's got Kingswell Dream in, and I think that may be his only runner. There we go. So it could be a bit of a feel. But speaking of boom, mate, this is the absolutely greatest horse in the world. If you talk to any wannabe hero media personality on racing.com and that's Russian Camelot. Three dollars yeah. first up, a derby winner over twenty five hundred here at the mile. Fierce impact, mm. perfect jewel for the Pike and Ada. List goes on, mate. A really good field. Flemington, you know, looks to be a good track. Who wins the group one this Saturday? Mate, I might have to take my finger back from Chris Waller because um KWD gets the gets the chocolates for the mugs here. I think Kings Will Dream, mate, is a um, there is no way I'm getting off here. Um, just a super duper horse. Um, it's going unreal. Ran third last start. Um, we got Joy McNeil on board, who's a class jockey. He does draw 15, but we're down the Flemington straight there. And as long as I mean, it generally plays relatively fair. I just can't get off off its first up run. I thought it was super. Um, I am a bit concerned with the rail and the true. There doesn't look to be a stack of speed in this race. And if Galo Chop, who is a pretty bold front runner and does flop yeah. by first up, can steal a few sectionals, this could be a um, be could be perhaps a yeah, mate. It could it could be a bit of a boil over at ninety one dollars. So that, that was my only concern. We never make because this was the uh, this was the race last year that Gadding knocked off. Mystic, yeah. Mystic Journey there at 101. Yes. One, so. I think that's why, I think that was the reason why I brought up. I was a bit worried, but I just thought in a pretty open field, mate, you can get Vow and Declare at $46. I mean, that's a Melbourne Cup winner. Like, I know it's not the pet distance, but like, to me, even that sort of is over. It's like 1,600 metres. Vow and Declare should be up and rolling. Williams is on too, like, you know, class jockey and that kind of yeah. thing. I just thought. Russian Camelot. Whilst I agree that it is a, um, it is, it is, it is a, it is a horse of the future. Three dollars sixty in a pretty fair Group One is. It's isn't it unders? Hundred percent unders. This is just that classic, 
we we have we're only getting we're only getting nine dollars fifty for Dallas sand. I mean, even that, like, what idiots taking that price? Dal- if I'm back in Dallas sand on the weekend, I want fifteens minimum. Mate, and you, well, the list goes on. Perfect jewel, you know, never never sort of competed anything more than a group three is six dollars in this field. So, you know what, mate? There's I'm I'm just looking at this pure and simple. There's a horse here that's a jewel group one winner at the mile. Absolutely bolts in on a good track. Loves Flemington one from one. Fierce impact. I don't know how this fella is not the favourite in this race, just purely on stats alone. And comes through an absolutely huge first up third there in the wings behind. Very elegant, which, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, will win the Caulfield and Melbourne Cup double because I don't think anything is touching that horse this spring. So watch this egg on the face in about two months' time. Yeah, Bill, even if you just we'll, – we'll go back to Russian Camelot. Barrier 14 at the Flemington Mile, mate. This thing, I mean, that, that was the chat with the Derby, remember, that it drew the car park. It would have to do everything. But you look at that race. Derbies are those, those races that throw up 20 BM78 horses that go around for a Group 1 when they're three years old, you know, and you might get – one or two that come through it. Um, this is an absolute different animal, the group one there at Flemington. So it, it's going to be one of those ones, mate. I can see no reason to jump in there at the 360, but if it wins, it probably stakes its claim as, you know, the best up and coming horse in this country. So it's a good yeah, one. Exactly. Oh yeah, of course. I'm not, I'm not writing it off, but it's just at the price. I just think it's lunacy to be fair. hundred percent, mate. 100%. That's all right. Well, uh, we've got our picks, mate. There's one more that we need, though. It's Bean's Banger. It's Moz's must-have for the mugs out there. Mate, find us a absolute belter. Mate, Bean's Banger this week. I just thought I'd go with go with it plain and simple here. Fisticuffs gets the job done in race three for the mugs. Um, it's as good as a certainty in my book. <laughs> Ooh, well, I'll, uh, I'll take your race three and I'll multi that into race two because Amici's done nothing wrong for us mugs. Maloney Van Dyke, a dollar eighty, mate. I can't see that probably lasting too long, so I might need to get that multi on. Don't forget to throw subpoenaed and chaotic in there, though, hey? <laughs> and then alligator blood for the juice. <laughs> Yep. The blood is just a, uh, a good news story that will go around and absolutely lose our shit when he dominates and wins. So, Muggs, if you're getting out there for Alligator Blood Week, just get a get amongst it. Get excited for it because it's champion champion season and Rothfire going around in Sydney too, mate. Shout out, to, shout out to Rothy. That's, the, uh, that's the, the horse of the future for QLD. <laughs> sure is, mate. Well, look, crack a weekend. I'm going to wrap it up there. Buy it from the Mozart. Bean, leave us with some, uh, some lasting words. Mugs, all I can say is have a cracking weekend of spring. I can taste it. It's here and I'm looking forward to the big race on the weekend. Sydney, Melbourne, and then famous Doombin, particularly the Waller handicap in the last. Catch your mugs.